Good morning, Greg. How are you doing? Doing great. A little bit of Fantastic. a cold. Fantastic. A little bit. Yeah. Tis the season. Yeah, we do a lot of grand, uh, grand grandchild babysitting, mm. and it seems like one of them is always sick with something. You're in the war zone. <laughs> so we tend to pick it up a lot, but mm -hmm. it's worth it. Okay. They're good kids. Great. So. Anyway, what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to divert a little bit from the automotive world, like a lot. Um, I've become passionate about this in the in the past few years. Um, I have a business coach who is adamant about reading books. Adamant. Um, car books? Any, no, well, not necessarily even car books. Um, leadership, history, biographical figures. Um, how to do things, uh, books to enrich your life, um, books to uh, learn a fictional story, uh, you name it. I I've just become so passionate about it. I've, I've got some things that I've changed in my life, and I'd like to share them with everybody. So the, okay. the, the topic will be why read books. Why read books, okay. In this day and age of digital. So I, I think we've all been sucked into the digital world between TV and computer and iPhones and Facebook, and, Facebook and, all. and all that. I'm not saying any of it's bad. I think it's okay that we have that chewing gum time in our life. Um, but I, I think what has happened is there's been a distraction that has occurred with us. And way back in history, we used to read books all the time because that's all we had. Um, By candlelight. By candlelight, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So um, our world is actually looking for shallow skimming rather than deep diving. I'm trying to encourage folks to get back into the deep diving of the world. So. Um, I set a goal in 2017 to read 12 books. Now, an author I was reading about actually set a goal to read 50 to 100 books, which I, which I think is phenomenal. Um, one of his statements in this article was, we become more creatively alive in many areas in your life. And I think once we get a hold of books, we would completely realize that. I think everybody watching this has read many books in their lives. But my encouragement is to get the up the ante and get away from that centralized entertainment figure in our home. I think we all know what I'm going to jump into. <laughs> when I was young, I had no interest whatsoever in reading books. And to this day, I don't use that as a regret. I use that as, all right, how am I supposed to teach others? You know, I have my wife and I have five children, blended family. And um, I, I've become more of an encourager on reading books. My Our youngest daughter actually is uh, 14. And she has a rule in our house, and I think I've shared this with you, Greg, but she has a rule in our house that in order for her to have access to her mobile phone every month, um, she has to give me one book a month to read. Mm -hmm. So she has to read other than what she has to read in school. And it's my wife and I's choice. And the point of it being is we get to kind of create a mindset for her growing up. Do you make your kids do book reports? We don't, and I actually talk about that in here about one of the things that should pull you into it is book reports, so we, we will touch on that. So, interesting experiment came along by a guy by the name of Robert Baumeister. Um, he performed the chocolate chip cookie and radish experiment. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Nope. Um, I just learned of it myself. So, he took three groups of people. doesn't okay? sound very appetizing. It doesn't sound very appetizing, <clears throat> but he took three groups of people, okay, the first, okay, none of these groups could eat for three hours prior to this experiment. So they're a little bit hungry, not terribly hungry, but a little bit hungry. First group, given cookies and radishes in front of them, and they were only able to eat the radishes, okay? The second group, given cookies and radishes, and they could eat anything they want. The third group was given no food at all, okay? So the point of it 
they were asked to solve an impossible puzzle to see how long they would last during this impossible puzzle. The, the tester of this experiment knew they couldn't solve this puzzle. The people going into it didn't know that. Before they could eat anything or what? Before they could eat anything, okay. yes. So as you would know it, or as you would guess, group one, the one that was given cookies and radishes and only allowed to eat the radishes, is the one that failed the first. Hmm. The point being, and what does this have to do with reading? The point being is we have a, our society generally has a TV in the central portion of our house, and it's very enticing for us to go path of least resistance, turn the TV on, entertain ourselves, our mind is preoccupied. So what this author did is he and his wife actually removed the TV from the central part of their home, and they put it in a dark area of their home, put it down in the basement, and then they put a bookshelf in the place of the TV. And what actually... It completely transformed their entire family because what they did is they came home, they sat down, they interacted with each other, they looked each other in the eye, they read a books, they talked about the books, and they become more converse, conversational in their family. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the average American listening to this is like, oh my goodness, that's impossible, or I don't want to do that. Or What I would encourage people to do is, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. Maybe keep the TV off for an extra hour or two every night is what my encouragement would be to folks. Um, because I promise you, it's like anything, exercise, little bit by little bit by little bit, every day you're going to become richer. You know, one of the things he made a statement on is he's, he says, I've become a more interesting father, a better leader, a better, I've become a better business owner and a better leader through all of this. And one of the things that benefits from this is my writing skills have definitely enhanced since I've started reading books years ago. There are lots of studies out there <clears throat> that detail the tremendous benefits of reading to little kids from the very beginning mm-hmm. and how how much difference that makes mm-hmm. in the kids verbal and reading skills mm-hmm. later on mm-hmm. just amazing i read I, I read an article a couple of years ago that the the mom and dad would go on trips with their high school kids in the car and the kids still yearn to have that book read to them not out of a sense of laziness but it was out of a sense of community in the family that brought them together, that let them share an adventure with each other, the other together. And we just recently returned from a trip from Wisconsin and read a book called The Shack. I think it's coming out in movies this week. And it was a, at first my daughter's like, oh my goodness, this, this book is nine hours long that we have to listen to. And our family was riveted the entire time. We didn't want to turn it off. It that, was that good. That's interesting that you mentioned that. In terms of uh, list book tapes mm-hmm. on trips, we have found that to be a tremendous asset. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. We uh, sometimes we'll go down to Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. My daughter lives down there. Nine hours, eight, eight, nine sure. hour drive, all interstate. You pop in this book tape, and it just seems like the trip just goes like that. Goes by like goes nothing. like that. <laughs> it's amazing. So here are some here are some steps uh, we can take. Um, make a public commitment. Good one. Tell everybody, hey, I'm going to read a book every month. Put it on paper. Set a goal. I'm big on goal setting. I'm getting better and better as I get in my upper ages of life, uh, set a goal, but commit to friends, colleagues that'll kind of hold you to it, kind of like a book accountability partner. Say, hey, how'd that book go? I'm going to read this book this month. Um, I'm reading one right now. It's by the uh, author by the name of Patrick Lencioni, and it's a fictional book about a meeting at a business. It, it, you would think, why is this? Why is this so intriguing? But it is absolutely intriguing. About it goes through the chemistry of meetings and, and things of that nature. But I'm I'm riveted. I can't put it down. I just started a couple of days ago, and I should be done in the next couple of days. So, mm-hmm. um, great book. So make a commitment. Um, 
one of the things that came up in this article, there are 50,000 books a year that the publishing industry puts out. Okay, mm -hmm. how do we mull through those 50,000? Well, I mean, how am I supposed to start and go, okay, what's a good book? So the, one of the recommendations is go to a trusted, curated um, uh, book type person. Like he, his examples were go to a Bill Gates reading list. There's another one by the name of Derek Siver, I believe is his name. I've heard of him, but I don't know about his reading list. And there's another one by the name of Tim Ferriss. Um, I, I am involved in a 20 group at work and we're always getting books thrown at us by other business operators that say, this is a great leadership book. This is a great history book. This is a great war book. I've heard, I've been recommended books by civil war generals. Um, fantastic reading books out there. So another source, the wall street journal, wall street journal. If you happen to read, have access to the wall street yes. journal every day on the, yes. in the editorial section, they review a book, mm -hmm. and there are lots of good books that they review. Tremendous amount of good books out there. So yes, it's tough. You got to sift through the fifty thousand that come out every year. But um, if you find your niche, find your passion, get connected with other people, get connected with newspapers like Wall Street Journal, you can you can come up with a book every month. And don't easily. forget the local library. The local library, and actually they touch on that um, in this article. They talk about the library and the electronics um, that are involved in downloading books. But I've got I've got books both ways, and I'll I'll, I'll share that a little bit. Um, uh, but anyway, change your mindset about quitting, uh, document books you've read. They want you to write them down and say, this is a book I've read and maybe have a little dissertation on it. The other deal is read the first five pages. If you're in a bookstore or if you're online, read the first five pages. If it doesn't interest you, put it down and go to the next one is what they say. Capture your attention the first five minutes. One of the other things they talk about is I think we've all been guilty of this is be enamored by news shows that are on television. We could sit down and watch news shows for half hour, one hour, two hours, three hours. But again, it's okay to know the news. Totally okay, but make it fast. Um, channel your reading dollars, hours into reading books and not sitting there for three hours and watching the news. Because in all fairness, both sides, news is there to sell marketing and advertising. That's all there is to it. Um, we know that, you know, get news from, you know, pithy radio reports, whatever the case may be, get in, get out, understand it, you know, read the newspaper, take 10, 15 minutes, read the newspaper, understand what's going on, but don't spend hours on learning about the news that everybody and their brother is talking about every single day. So this guy's uh, suggestion was cancel subscriptions to uh, various newspapers. Um, I know people that have a couple, three newspapers that come into their home, and that's what they do is they read newspapers. But at the end of your life, do you see a, an organic book? pile that you've shared with other people or do people save newspapers their entire life they don't um, not saying they're not valuable but um, keep it pithy and to the point in terms of how much you ingest in the newspaper world um, think of your bookshelf as a dynamic organism always moving and always changing always swapping out with people you know this gentleman passed out to friends went to used bookstores brought them in brought them out buy used books drop books at the lending library um, the, the list kind of goes on and on and on um, one of the final things I wanted to kind of touch on was physical books. I have a little nook myself, okay? I love it from a compact standpoint. If I travel, I love to have just a little piece of information. However, there's nothing like the tangible opening of a book, mm -hmm. the tangible having the book on your shelf. I, I have people come into my business, and I have multiple books, and I go, oh, man, I, I think this book would be great for you. And I pull it off my shelf, and I hand it to them, and I say, do whatever you want with it. If you want to bring it back to me, great. If not, that's fine. Just hand it off to somebody else. It's really challenging to do that with an electronic book. There are share ways to do it with electronic books, but there's something about the ease of grabbing it off the bookshelf and hand it to somebody. 
Um, just in, incredible, <coughs> incredible. Mm -hmm. So, question. Okay, it sounded like you had a question. Well, can I make a, a, another recommendation? Yes, absolutely. To help people, um, a lot of people. We can get into a long discussion about mm -hmm. how our society and our schools teach people to read, mm -hmm. which I'm a critic of. We teach people to read one word at a time. Mm -hmm. And so when people read, they tend to either actually verbally or in their mind say the word. Right. As they, and, and your brain can work a whole lot faster Slows the process down. than your mouth can. Yes. So I, I took a course in speed reading. Oh, man, I'm glad you touched on that. <laughs> and it revolutionized my reading. I wouldn't doubt it. Now, I'm not as good as I was when I first got out of the class, mm -hmm. but I still read a whole lot faster mm -hmm. than I used to. And my wife has commented numerous times how fast I read now. And it really speeds. I, I can get a book from the library that's 500 pages, and I'll go through it in a day or two. And What's the investment time on speed reading course? It was long enough ago that I don't remember. Okay. But uh, it was. it's not like a college course right. or anything like that. It's just, you know few hours here okay. and there, that but it's very worthwhile. Makes total sense. Yeah. Makes total sense. Um, a couple of other recommendations that come from this. Um, you know, we were talking about physical books. We look at screens all day long. We look at computers. That's what I do. I'm looking at computers, interfacing with people, interacting with people. I think most everybody in our society looks at computers all day long. Um, read a book at all breaks. If you go somewhere and there's some waiting time, take a little book with you. Read at breaks. It doesn't mean you're being impersonal. Um, I know I've you know heard comments about people saying, "Well, if they bring a book, that means they're not uh, they don't react well with other people or interact well with other people." I don't I don't believe that. I think some people just truly enjoy reading, uh, so read at all times. So that's what I have on books. Another interesting. I, yes. I, I said this earlier, but another way to to do that is again I want to emphasize the value of the local library mm -hmm. because so many times you go to the bookstore. And you wonder, well, should I spend $15, 20 $25 on this book? What if I don't like it? Mm -hmm. You go to the library, check it out for free. Exactly. And you read it, great. If you don't like it, and it's take super, it back. And it's super quiet in there. Yeah. Super quiet. Well, take it home. I mean, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's my that's my uh, lowdown on books and trying to encourage people to get more books through their, their brains and read more. and and Stay uh, away from the TV. Stay away from the TV. That's the big <laughs> one. And, uh, it, you, know, you know what they say? We have a garbage disposal in the kitchen. <laughs> Uh -huh. and a garbage dispenser in the living room. <laughs> I've never heard that. I like that really? statement. I really do. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, we can be easily uh, drawn into watching three to five hours of TV every night, all of us. And just and Facebook. You know, and on Facebook. The computer. I mean, it's yep. amazing how much you can sit down and start looking at Facebook, and two hours later mm -hmm. you realize, wow, what have I been doing for two hours? Exactly. Is my life any better because of that? No, mm. absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. So there's not much value that comes out of Facebook. So right. um, three takeaways. Commit to a goal with details on the books you want to read. I've got about eight books laid out for the year, but I get books throughout the year that are, you know, loaned to me and things like that. Number two, uh, set a time in your schedule. I mean, if it's nine o'clock at night, go read a book. I mean, the, the, the testing says read a book before you go to bed. Don't get on electronics. It'll it'll keep you wired up all night. And and third one, know your mind's going to be enriched after reading books throughout your life. Mm -hmm. um, you'll be a much better conversationalist, much better at everything. You'll be more intellectual, and, and uh, people learn from you. Good. All right. So a lot of good thoughts here. A lot of good thoughts. Tremendous value there. So I hope everybody mm -hmm. takes advantage of what he said. Mm -hmm. So thanks again. You're welcome. And thanks, everybody, for joining us uh, here on The Car Guy and PRLife.com. See you next time.